Welcome to Sunrise, your weekday podcast bringing you a fresh squeeze into Florida's news, politics, and culture. Governor Ron DeSantis, who praises Florida's electoral process, is now calling for an elections police force to investigate fraud. They're going to have the ability uh, to investigate any crimes involving the election, and I think that's going to be something that's very, very important. From Election Day, Ken Welch is now the new mayor of the city of St. Pete. Tonight's election victory confirms the desire of the people of St. Petersburg for leadership that will move us forward and not backward. And Facebook's name change to Meta signals the launch of the metaverse and new dimensions of the digital social experience. And in the next 10 to 15 years, the future of social technology is going to see a shift from mobile web to the metaverse. And that is something that we are really excited about, um, along with our new company name of Meta. Today's Sunrise interview takes us into the metaverse. Yes, Facebook changed its name recently to Meta, and we have Naomi Gleit, Meta's Vice President of Product and Social Impact, here to tell us what to expect in the metaverse. We've got all that, including other top stories trending around the state and capital, plus we have your calendar of political events and so much more. But first, a word from our sponsor. You're listening to the Sunrise Podcast from Florida Politics. Following is a paid political advertisement paid for by Florida Education Champions. Online sports betting, it's legal and it's coming to Florida. With passage of our amendment next year, any tax revenues collected are required to supplement the Florida Educational Enhancement Trust Fund. Hundreds of millions of dollars in new revenue for students and teachers, with more choices and competition for Florida consumers. Be a champion today. Learn more and request your petition at FloridaEducationChampions.com. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Thursday, November 4th. Today is National Cash Back Day as well as National Men Make Dinner Day. On this day in 1980, conservative Republican Ronald Reagan was elected the 40th president of the United States. And in 2008, Democrat Barack Obama became the first African-American to be elected president of the United States. There are no reports of election irregularities or major issues out of Tuesday's elections. But on Wednesday, Governor Ron DeSantis, who previously praised the 2020 election in Florida as smooth and without any fraud that impacted the results of the presidential election, is now calling for an election police force. They're going to have the ability uh, to investigate any crimes involving the election, and I think that's going to be something that's very, very important. We're also going to, because we've seen how they abuse ballot harvesting, yeah, we banned ballot harvesting, but they only counted it as a misdemeanor. We're going to make sure ballot harvesting is a third-degree felony in the state of Florida. DeSantis spoke broadly about what he wanted lawmakers to address during the regular legislative session. A news release from his office said the Office of Election Crimes and Security would be formed within the Department of State to investigate election crimes and fraud. Here's a brief recap from Election Day. A recount has been triggered in a Democratic primary in South Florida for the congressional seat of the late Alcee Hastings. Just 12 votes separated the leading candidates at last check late Wednesday. Unofficial returns by Palm Beach and Broward County elections officials showed Broward County Commissioner Dale Holness ahead of healthcare company CEO Sheila Scherfelis McCormick. Here is election night coverage from WPTV when it appeared Scherfelis McCormick was in the lead. 
I'm overwhelmed, and I think that this is just a testament of what the district was looking for, which was a fresh voice, a fresh voice, um, someone who had political courage, and I, it just doesn't even feel real. And talk about bad timing. Holness's daughter, 28-year-old Damara Holness, a former president of the Broward County Black Caucus, pleaded guilty to committing COVID relief fraud on Wednesday after applying for a $300,000 PPP loan. She faces up to 20 years in prison if convicted. Despite being a Democratic-leaning district, Republican Jason Mariner defeated Greg Musselwhite in the Republican primary. Here is Mariner speaking about his past and a call for a second chance. I was a drug addict. Um, I was a convict. And, you know, I look around District 20. District 20 needs a second chance. America needs a second chance. I got mine. And I want to give District 20 a second chance. And... Uh, you know, one of the ways to do that is to ensure economic prosperity. Now, the future is uncertain for the three former legislators who vacated their seats in their unsuccessful run for Congress. They include Representative Bobby DuBose, Senator Perry Thurston of Broward, and Representative Omari Hardy of Palm Beach County. Ken Welch will serve as the city of St. Petersburg's next mayor. Tonight's election victory confirms the desire of the people of St. Petersburg for leadership that will move us forward and not backward. That is the very definition of progress, assuring that today is better than yesterday and tomorrow is better than today. And that's what the people have clearly stated that they want in this election. The former Pinellas County Commissioner beat out City Council member Robert Blackman, who congratulated Welch during his concession speech. Thank you very, very much to everybody for coming tonight. Um, first of all, you know, I, I'm sure you guys have seen the results. We didn't get the end result we wanted. Uh, and first of all, I want to congratulate Mayor Welch. Please, everybody give him a round of applause for Ken Welch. He made history tonight, first African-American mayor. And that is no small feat. Uh, it goes to show uh, the diversity of our city. Welch will replace incumbent Mayor Rick Kreisman, who is leaving office because of term limits. Now let's jump right into our Sunrise interview. What's the future of the internet? What's the future of social media? What's the future of credible news and information? There are plenty of questions and not many answers, but the company we've all known as Facebook is now called Meta, and it's leading the charge into something called the Metaverse, and other companies like Microsoft are following suit. Naomi Gleit, Meta's Vice President of Product and Social Impact, is here to tell us what to expect in the Metaverse. Naomi, welcome to Sunrise. Tell me about the changes Facebook is undergoing. A lot has been happening lately. That's right. A lot has been going on. We changed the company name from Facebook. We are now called Meta. Um, we're really excited about it because Facebook is only what one part of what we do. It's not all of what we do. Obviously, we built Instagram, Messenger, WhatsApp. We build hardware like Portal and Oculus. And so this new company name really represents all of the, the products that we build and also the future vision for the company. So with these 
changes underway. What should people like myself and others expect with this new name change? Facebook um, will still be called Facebook, but Meta, the company, is focused on the metaverse. Um, The metaverse is a set of virtual three-dimensional spaces where it can feel like we're really in the same place together, even if we're not. Um, Obviously, it's better to be together in person. I would much prefer to be sitting in um, my living room with someone, but that's not always possible. As we learned with COVID, we can't always be together. So we have to rely on technology to connect us. Um, During COVID, I spent a lot of time on Zoom calls and uh, calling people. And what the metaverse is going to allow is us to feel closer to being together in person. What about the concerns of like, you know, being too much on Facebook. And like you mentioned, it doesn't replace being in person, but we've seen social media become an addiction for some. So how does the metaverse, which seems more immersive, going to do with getting us back in touch with our physical contact, if you will? It's a great question. And the metaverse is definitely not about spending more time online. It's about the time that we do spend making that even better. Here's a great example. Instead of video conferencing, I've been doing some meetings in Horizon Workrooms, which is a virtual reality um, remote work program. And I used to love being in the office with my coworkers. And now I feel like instead of on a you know screen, a little, a little um, screen of their face, I feel like I'm in the office with them. I feel like I'm sitting around a table. I can hear them to my left. I can see them to my right. We can collaborate on the whiteboard together. It's just such a better, more immersive to your point, more engaging way to have a meeting. Um, and so that's just one of the ways in which I think the metaverse will make that time that we do spend online um, feel more, more connected. Um, one thing to remember though, is the metaverse is definitely not a Facebook product. So we are not the only ones building the metaverse, just like the internet, many companies, many businesses, many developers, many creators, we're all going to be required to build the metaverse together. Um, and we're just one part of that. How will the metaverse handle political discourse and engagement in that realm? Where does that fit? And to get me to understand like, yeah, with what we're seeing now with Facebook and how people engage with politics and misinformation, disinformation, and the company's efforts to to work against and stop that, how will that be handled through the metaverse? It's a really good question. And that's why we need to start these conversations now. The metaverse is not going to be built tomorrow. It's going to take 10 to 15 years to fully realize this vision. But questions that are really important and difficult around what content is or isn't allowed um, in the metaverse, we need to start thinking about that now because we need to build in principles around privacy, safety, security from the beginning. And that's why we actually announced a $50 million investment in programs and research to partner with experts, industry um, partners, academics, civil rights organizations to start these conversations now so that we're better prepared for the future. As we talk, like I'm trying to get something tangible to hold on to as yeah. to what the metaverse is. And it's like it was there and it's slipping. And I don't know. <laughs> well, let me <laughs> totally, totally. I, I mean, I totally get that. And that's why it is early. Um, but what we can feel and see today are, are glimpses of what we'll see and feel in the future. For example, 
Facebook um, Meta just launched Ray-Ban Stories, which are glasses that you can use to take videos and photos and take calls on. And that's just one example of early augmented reality that we have today. Another example is I love doing fitness classes. I moved from California to New York and I can take a spin class with my girlfriends and it feels like we're all together in the soul cycle or, or um, spinning class, even though they're, you know, on the other side of the country. Um, but I can like see the instructor, I can hear them using spatial audio. Um, and again, it's a more immersive and engaging experience. It, these are just early, early glimpses of what we can expect. All right, well, thank you so much for taking this time to speak with me. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Special thanks to Naomi Gleit with Meta for joining us here on Sunrise. Here's your calendar of events. The House Criminal Justice and Public Safety Subcommittee will receive an overview of the state's pretrial release system at 9. The House Children, Families, and Seniors Subcommittee will receive a presentation about a livable communities initiative by AARP and the State Department of Elder Affairs. That's at 11. The Joint Legislative Budget Commission, which is made up of members of the House and Senate, will take up a series of budget-related changes. That's at 11.30. Beyond the Capitol, the State University System's Board of Governors will meet. Among the issues will be confirming the reappointments of presidents of Florida A&M University, Florida Atlantic University, and the University of West Florida, and receiving updates about presidential searches at the University of North Florida, and the University of South Florida. The Florida Supreme Court will hear arguments in two cases, including an appeal by death row inmate Grainville Ritchie, who was convicted of sexually assaulting and murdering a nine-year-old girl in 2014 in Hillsborough County. And the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission's Harmful Algal Bloom Task Force is expected to meet today. In other news, a Senate committee approved a bill by Republican Senator Joe Gruters that would ban smoking on public beaches. Here is Gruters fielding a question from Democratic Senator Janet Cruz. Will there be designated smoking areas? Do we think the cities will do that or do we think they'll ban smoking altogether? I think every city is different, every county is different, and they may have different priorities. And I would imagine just like normal indoor places and, and, and other properties that they own, they usually have some type of designated uh, location. And a crowd gathered at Florida's Capitol on Wednesday to protest vaccine mandates, and then Republican Representative Anthony Sabatini, a critic of Republican House Speaker Chris Sprouse, encouraged them all to march to the Speaker's office. Sabatini filed House Bill 75 to ban the state and local governments from requiring COVID vaccines. Here he is speaking to the Florida Channel. No issue with the vaccine. The issue is with these insane mandates. Because the truth is, it's not going to end with the vaccine. It's a new normal. It's these companies saying, okay, anything that's in the news, we need to do, we need to act on, or we need to basically eclipse the liberty of employees. It's time to protect the working people. Finally, as you jumpstart your day, thanks for tuning in for today's Sunrise. I'm Tremel Gomes, inviting you to join us again tomorrow for a fresh squeeze into Florida's news, politics, and culture.